Network. All right. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of ET Network. I'm your host, Didman. With me, as always, DJ, my brother, and the Gibby himself. And today's episode is brought to you by Doom. That's right. Fucking Doom. Just kill things, goddammit. Use code RIP and TEAR. Rip and tear, boys. For no rip percent off. How much would how much would a head percent off be? Like you just get cut off at the neck. I feel like that'd be the uh, that'd be the discount price. It's like six it's like six percent, I think. Anyways. So what have you guys right. been doing this yeah, week? 6% what have off. you guys been up to? What have you guys been watching? Uh DJ, we'll start with you. Yeah, well. Besides last weekend, well working and watching uh For some reason I've been watching a bunch of Steven Seagal movies. Wow. Why? <laughs> you know why. Could you show me that stupid trailer and, and uh, about the, uh, the, the sniper? And for some reason, I just had, I, I just been you on just the Steven. Yeah, I've been on the Steven Seagal kick when I get a ch- whenever I get a chance to watch it. You know, I got a great t- job, you know, you gotta, dead man. You know, you, you know, you have to say it's amazing. How lame you really see someone when you're an adult. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I went for I went went from McGiddy, you know, back when he was quote unquote cool to like now. It's just, just watching a bunch, and I started with his first one. I think it was called Alfred Justice. Yep. <coughs> and holy crap, dude! The guy really knows how to impersonate a human giraffe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, damn. <laughs> I mean, I thought I was like, dude, like, I, I, I remember, like, you know, like some of the mid movies, and I'm like, dude, like, weren't you buffer than this, dude? Like, dude, you look like you, 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 you look like you came out of a freaking, uh, like that Megadeth album, Countdown from Extinction, that old man from the. Yeah, I know, right? I'm like, jeez, <laughs> like, like, where's your meat? Like, <laughs> It's it's all over him, bro. Like like where where did where did the muscle go? Yeah, because he used to be a muscular dude. At one point he was kind of muscular, but then like now he's just flab. You know, Draven says they've oh. been watching Eighty Thousand Gold in Another World for my retirement. Uh, that is an that is a half isekai anime, and it's actually really wholesome. I like that one too. Uh, keep going, DJ. So did you see Sniper Special Ops? Uh, not yet. I'm probably gonna watch that uh, during uh, during work uh, uh, this evening. You know, because no, like the last one, the last one of the Steven Seagal I checked out is uh, I think uh, he he's taking on vampire zombies or some shit yeah. like that. Like, yeah. like, like, and and I'm like, yeah, like we did. We decide. Who lives or dies? And we have nothing to do that, with the plot. That 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 that's an actual Steven Seagal movie plot. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, yeah. And, and like, that's about that's about the extent of the acting too. You need to make a decision about oh my. if you're gonna come with us or if you're gonna stay here. 
it's that slow paced like the talking is that slow and then he just walks off like, oh, there was dude. more to say but he just walks off oh and it's dude. Like, like oh my god like i don't know like you know that post show where we saw steven seagal sitting in the chair like you know like you know fighting dude there are so many movies where he has to sit out and fight like oh, wait hold on okay let's go yeah like dude i wish i was joking i'm like holy shit and, Nicole and ninja welcome you know and i didn't even realize that um you know like i, I guess i kind of gloss because i never really paid attention to steven seagal outside of movies yeah but like him and i guess his beef with von dom is just downright hilarious to me yeah because man them can actually fight you know and it's like it's my opinion that he's he's been a champion anywhere you know and like you know and the story is is like Stallone actually like hosted a party and got these two together and Von Dom like was literally like okay you've been talking shit to Seagal let's fucking go and, so, and Seagal managed to literally sneak his way out of the party literally literally to, yeah. To, yeah to avoid fighting Van Damme and Van, and Von and Von Dom was like, no, 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 no. You ain't getting away that easy, bitch. And so Seagal went to a bar, and Von Dom followed him to a bar, and Seagal sneaked his way out the back of the damn bar, running from Von. This running went from on for like three hours. Yeah, it's it's fucking sad. And the thing is, <laughs> even even to this day, Von Dom was like, is like, so what do you think about like like what do you think about Von Dom? And Seagal's like, can I laugh in your face? And I'm like. Wow, I'm like, wow, this guy, like, yeah. and, <laughs> my brother and in Christ, you're pushing a C cup. Like, what room do you have to talk about other actors? Bro, no, no, no. no. If you've seen him do, those are D's, Dems D's, <laughs> and Dems fools, baby. That's why he doesn't do the walking scenes because he would look like a fucking hentai anime, bro. Fucking, <laughs> I'd be like an episode of Baywatch. <laughs> No, no, dude. It would look like an episode of uh, High School DXD. It would look like a, like an episode of Monster Musume, bro. Fucking. That's why he doesn't do the walking scenes. That's why he doesn't do the fight scenes, bro. Because he can't trust the bra he's wearing. God sure didn't mess up the jiggle physics on that man. No, because if he fucks up and jiggles one too many, that fucking bra retention thing is gonna fly off and kill someone. And they that can't cameraman's that fucked. Auto. They can't mute that audio, dude. It's gonna sound like a goddamn gunshot. I'm gonna go fight this motherfucker. Oh! I told you not Shit, to make who, me do the physical stuff. Who who lets the gall run? We're gonna lose the cameraman today. Dude, just on the sideline holding his fucking liver. Okay, not again. <laughs> this decline and if Van Damme did it recently he's like I would love to see him in the new Expendables you know I guess you know mm -hmm. Von Damme like really you know trying to bury the hatchet Steven Seagal is still trying to talk trash and Von Damme was like well he needs to lose 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 some serious weight and I'm like yeah he, Damn, yeah, yeah yeah he fucking does and and now I'm, I'm I'm here like I showed my boss the uh the sniper special ops trailer <laughs> Because he hasn't seen he, he hasn't seen a, a Steven Seagal movie since um, Executive Decision. Wow. Yeah. That was, so that was 
Yeah. Holy like, shit. Like, Hold on. Like, was like, what, 96, 97, I think? I don't even think it was that early. Hold on. See, I, <clears throat> I know you guys 96. make fun of Steven You guys make fun of Steven Seagal movies. And then I try and watch when I'm like, I can't do this. Oh my god! It was yeah, it was ninety six. Hi Ash, the yeah. Superior Huff is here, dude. N- yeah, they, you you need to be like watch other people and you know be freaking sober, dude. But yeah, I showed him that, and dude, like I, I showed him, I showed him a trailer of uh, Steven Seagal with the body armor. <laughs> you mean the the tactical moo moo? <laughs> the tactical moo moo. It really was, and dude, his, his dude, his his jaw floored. He was like, "What, what happened to Steven Seagal?" <laughs> and I was like, "I don't know, dude. Like, I can't even say it was a transition, dude. It was just, it just happened. Like, yeah. So, yeah. He's like, I have to watch this. I, I have to see this. And I was like, okay, well, we'll watch it during the freaking, uh, you know, like later on this this evening, and." This guy, dude, like, <laughs> like he has a habit of like of hurting stuntmen. It's like, it's like you know he he literally like uses his aikido to freaking hurt him, and, uh, and people complained about it. And he's like, oh, well, if they were real martial artists, they would get out of the way. Wouldn't know how to take the hits. Yeah, which you don't fucking do. Yeah, in a professional yeah. setting, as he said with labored breath. I mean, hold on. I'm trying to. I'm trying to get this picture. I'm trying to get this picture. DJ, I'd be afraid next time you see your boss after he watches the Steven Seagal movie that he might just pop you right in the nose for making you watch, like having him watch that. <laughs> making him watch reality. I mean, yeah, just just yeah, come up and be yeah. like, "Hey, how'd you how'd you like it?" Yeah, yeah because dude, we saw like in, in, in the trailer, we saw the scene where Steven Seagal like standing up, dude, comp- like like like, <laughs> like 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 pure lighting. No darkness whatsoever. And he's like, not even holding the gun right. He's like, he's not. What is he doing with it? Why is it on his, what is it over his shoulder? The tactical moo moo. <laughs> look how many layers, look how many layers they have on him, dude, to hide the gut. <laughs> God damn it. Look, look how many, look, his fucking knee pad isn't even on correctly. Like, it's down here. It's literally by his ankle. I bet you while he was while they were recording this, he's like, I'm gonna look like such a badass. I'm gonna look like the coolest son of a bitch to ever exist. And then everybody in the editing room just looks at that like, should we tell him? Sh- no, should I, we should we I tell him what he looks I like? I don't even think it was that I don't even think it was that good, dude. I think fucking literally he was he was just like, Do I still have anything that fits me? And they're like, <laughs> we can get through Get three tactical vests together and stitch them together. I, th- I think we can make it fit. Does anybody, does anybody have the cut scene from Big Mama's house where uh, <laughs> Big Mama wore the tactical suit? Would that work? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's like, you know, this, this looks good, right? It's like, did the check clear? Not yet. Oh, it, it, look, it looks good. Looks great. Fantastic. <laughs> Nobody's ever worn it better, sir. You wear it just right. Oh, thank you. I was so worried about it not fitting me. Telling you, bro. Oh God, we, we, it's we, we, so bad. Audio, can you do something about that? Can you do something about that? I think I think it's neck neck fat is choking the is choking the mic. No. No, no, it's, uh, 
This all sounds good. I don't know what you're talking about. Here's, a, here's, a, here's another one. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> like it's, and I watched one Steven Seagal movie, like a 10-minute clip. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do more. I could not do more. Yeah, the slow yeah. talking is what killed me. He's good. You... What? Who? I rem- okay. And remember, in this film, he's he's literally part of the uh, of the, uh, the the armed forces, not like a mercenary or something like that, working for himself. No, he <laughs> he is still working under the armed forces. It, I'm let's, sorry. Uh, let's count the layers, shall we? Let's Who the fuck let Fat Julian from Trailer Park Boys onto this? Hey, don't insult Julian like that. Julian's cool, <laughs> but he does he not look like an overweight Julian? <laughs> He kind of does. I mean, he, yeah, he looks like dude, Julian if Julian let himself go. Look at that. I mean, like people usually like rest the gun, like you know, like you know, by their midsection. Dude, he he rests the gun on his gut. Look at that, dude, dude, dude. Look where the look, look where the ammunition is. It's literally resting on his fucking gut. It's like what? <laughs> so let's count the layers, shall we? So this is one. This is a cummerbund, right? This is a load bearing vest. This is two. This is another load-bearing vest because these clips right here actually go into the uh, the load that's right here on his on his shoulders, and three, which is the main the main plate carrier beneath that. That is three yeah. layers of tactical gear to hide the gut, and on top of that, he's so fucking fat that he's fat fingering the entire fucking rifle. Hi, Arikado. Welcome to the show. We're making fun of Steven we Seagal. Sh- we should have just called this episode. About to say we should have just called this episode "Shitting on Seagal." Fuck that guy. And even yeah. his fucking ear pro, which is is off and over here hanging, which we, you would never see in a fucking because these are electronic, so you can hear normal with these. It's they just cut out gunshot. Oh, and by the way, to hide his fat fucking giant leg of a neck, look how many fucking layers they have around his fucking neck. Sweater vest on sweater on sweater for days. Uh, who is that? That is Steven Seagal. He is a piece of shit. I don't look him up. Just the do best yourself a time favor. to wear a striped yeah, sweater. I had to watch like his higher tier movies, like you know the movies he's really you know known for. Decent, you know, thing, yeah. yeah, Under Siege, freaking Illuminati. Uh, welcome to the show. Keep going. Yeah, yeah, I I I rewatched like Under Siege and um I I didn't watch Under Siege 2 yet. I mean, at least not rewatch it. I need to rewatch it. And I'm you know, I'm 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 watching this film and I'm like my god, this guy's boring. <laughs> You get oh, this SpongeBob brother, guy. This guy stinks, oh, brother. This guy stinks. <laughs> you know, seriously, it, you know, it, and dude, like it, 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 the slap fighting, or I'm sorry, the the, the slap knife fighting. You know, where like yeah. you know, it was like you know, like all that, you know, sped up. It's like you know, you really see Tommy Lee Jones like really trying to, uh, you know, play the part and like you know, really you know, trying to act like he knows what he's doing. Like you know, a fight. Like you, you can see the effort. If you have Steven Seagal, like, oh, oh right, right, the scene. <laughs> Tell you, just one production assistant way in the back. Oh, brother, this guy stinks. 
I mean, wow. Thank God the soundboard is back. Never left. Yeah. Everyone else, yeah, everyone else was entertaining, but Seagal. Yeah. I mean, like, like Steve, I said, like, just just went into that one movie I was telling you about, where it's literally just him doing this, and then it's the other guy, like on the other half of the screen, literally just doing this, and then they're trying to intersparse it with like like fucking camera zooms and everything, and it's just like, no, no, no. Look, I it, bet it, five dollars there's somebody out there. That would tell you that the Steven Seagal action movies are the best action movies to ever exist. I would put five dollars down. You would win five dollars because people do. Yeah, people. Oh my god, I was joking. Are you serious? Mm -hmm. Some people, yeah. I mean, look. Oh no. I I, I mean, you could maybe make an argument for the uh, late '80s, early '90s Seagal movies because he actually had production behind him, so they they could actually make him look good. So what the fuck happened? him basically yeah he's a ah. piece of shit yeah i mean ah, valid okay i mean it, it's so weird it's like like outside of outside of movies you'd be surprised how much of a piece of shit he is but the thing is, is that no one really pays attention to him because he doesn't have any charisma or personality dude like check out the story about him and SM snl he, like he is said to be the worst host that ever went on snl before uh, 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 on before uh-huh. They That's don't even have his episode. Huh? They don't have his episode. His episode has been erased from the fucking uh, yeah. archives. Yeah, I think, they, I think, I think they, they played it once, and that was it. Like, because, you know, the whole part of SNL, basically when actors goes on there, or, or whoever goes on there, it's like, you know, make fun of yourself, you know? Relate more, like, for people, for people to, to relate more to you, you know, to, uh, you know, grow your fan base. And Steven Seagal was like, dude, he threw a hipsy fit and wouldn't come out, well, like, he wouldn't come out of his... Uh, his his uh, dressing room, because uh, as a skit, one person was saying, like, one of the comedians was saying, "Oh yeah, I could beat up Steven Seagal." Like it was, it, was, it was a skit, like I could beat up Steven Seagal, I could beat up Steven Seagal, and he wouldn't anyone come out of the dressing room because it's like, no, no, that's not possible. No one could beat me, or someone oh those. Oh my god! Yeah, it was like, insane. It's like, dude, this is a comedy show. You really what a comedy show is, right? No, it's like his image could must be maintain at all costs it must be absolute perfection so he's that much of a whiny cunt that he wouldn't take a a jab like that yeah yeah oh god i didn't i like i knew it was bad like from what you guys have said I, he sounds already <coughs> terrible but stuff like that is like really snl the show where people make fun of the hosts and the hosts make fun of themselves and you're gonna be like oh they can't beat me they can't beat me folks like okay yeah no sure. he, they, they they had the air they successfully recorded two segments which was all he would do he he did two segments he did the intro and he did another segment introducing the band he would not do anything else and because it was so fucking bad they literally scrapped the entire episode yeah. he tried yeah, to write but... he tried to he tried to write like one of the scripts uh rewrite one of the scripts like literally yeah, yeah. last minute because like, i think it would be better if if, if uh this happened and it was something creepy too he was doing something weird with it he was he wanted to like like I don't remember. I think it was like some weird like fondle, like one of the one of the other hosts, like the one of the female hosts. Like he wanted to hold her, or carry her, or something. And yeah, I yeah, I it did was hear something you. creepy like that. And they were yeah, like, I... "You know, you're not touching, you're not touching her." No. <sighs> yeah, we would hate to deal with him too, Adikano. It's, uh, but that's but that's what it was. Like he was literally, like, oh, I think it would be so funny if I was like, 
you know, this and was just like unaware of it. And everybody was like, no, no, you're not touching anybody. Stop. No, that's and fucking creepy, bro. Yeah. And it's not funny. Uh, anyways, moving past Steven Seagal, what have you been up to, Gibby? Uh, well, played the res- played uh, Resident Evil 4 remake, which nice. definitely recommend it. Maybe worth 60 bucks, but it's worth the 60 bucks. And I also watched The Whale. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Oh, it is. It's a great movie. It's not not one of those you really want to go in if you're uh if you want to be happy it's kind of one of those like if you're already sad it's going to make you sadder like real sad and i will say brandon frazier wonderful acting does a wonderful job and with most of you know most people saying like oh being fat is you know you know being fat is fine body positivity this actually shows you the uh, the negative health effects that being massively like pushing 400 pounds being massively overweight how that will destroy your body and also having a lot of external conflict with it too will just make your ticker go boom yeah he was 587 pounds according to the script yeah it was 600 pounds i could not recommend that movie anymore though the writing was on point uh it definitely gives you a character that you really just want to punch right in the nose one of his one of the people that comes around his apartment you kind of really just want to knock him right in the face yeah, I heard that too. Oh yeah, but if you do get a chance, definitely go see it. I don't even put on the pirate hat. Go and pay for it. Like, use your actual money to purchase a way to view this movie. Yeah, go support Brendan Fraser. Yeah, no, I'm not saying I'm not saying support Hollywood. I'm saying go support Brendan Fraser. Yeah, I, like, I agree. Like, dude got hit hard, and this is a comeback for him. So definitely go support any something he does, especially something this good. Because the first time I seen the trailer, I was like, you know what? I, I actually want to see somebody pull, like, uh, the depressed, overweight aesthetic when, you know, usually in Hollywood when we get, like, the big fat guys, they're the, always the funny ones. Of course. The big fat yeah. people are always the funny, you know, the joke, the butt of the joke. But this time it's like, no. <laughs> He's, it's depressing. It's sad. This, this, this is the reality, folks. Searching here. This is what we're looking at. Yeah, it's 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 a heavy fucking uh it's a it's a heavy it's a heavy movie. It is. And it deals with a lot of social issues. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't uh, know if I could watch it. I'm it's... gonna mm, I mean like, yeah, I saw the trailer and I was like, God dang, dude, I don't know I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> I was like Yeah, it's it's uh, it's a Nicoman, rough one. It definitely is the, it definitely is a rough one. Yeah, Nikaman Ninja says, Okay, I was named after a Sigal movie and I love Brendan. We all love Brendan. Um, we love you too, Nico. Even though you were named after Seagull, it's okay. And oh, well, by the way, the pronunciation is actually Seagull. Seagull. Yeah. Steven Seagull. Yeah. Oh it's god, Siegel. that's even worse. It's even fuck because he seems about as annoying as a Seagull too. Yeah. Uh, the reason it's Seagull is because he went to some theater and liked the way that it sounded fancier, so he changed the pronunciation to Seagull. But it's Seagull. I don't it's shop like at bird. Target. I shop at Target. Shut up. Shut up, Target. <laughs> hey, my name is Shay, but I pronounce it Shaday. Shaday. Oh, I'm Joe Dierte. Shut up. It's dirt. Yeah, don't don't church it up. <laughs> <laughs> That's the same fucking thing. It's Dierte. Shut up, Joe. It's dirt. I have been watching. Uh, I watched. Uh, I watched a couple of animes. One, a couple of them that I was just like, eh, not, not, I abandoned them. Uh. Was rewatching uh, uh, that really fucked up anime I told everybody about last show. 
Uh, I got mustard to watch it, and he's he's just traumatized. He's like, "The fuck are you watching, Dead Man?" And I'm oh, like, "Shit, I still gotta watch that." And I'm like, "What? What? 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 It's, it's a fucked up ass anime." And he's like, "Yeah, but this is really fucked up." And I'm like, "I fucking said it was. <laughs> I said it was fucked up from the beginning. I, I didn't say all. it was good. I did. I did. I, you can quote me. You can go back and look at the show. Do not look it up. It is a fucked up ass anime." It is horrible. Don't watch it unless you are severely fucked still up. Still gonna watch it. Oh, you're We're gonna watch it. Of what oh, is yeah, it? yeah. Redo of Healer. Okay, I'm gonna save hmm, that. In my I think notes. I heard of that. Yeah. Um, other than that, man, I really haven't been doing much. Been playing a lot of Call of Duty with my with uh, with Mustard, uh, having fun with that. And that's pretty much it. Like I've been reading a lot also, and. Uh, I also have been working on a new season for Dark Charm Media. Uh, so that's going to be coming out later this year. Just uh, off the off the cuff just came out on Saturday. So look that up. Uh, that one is starring uh, Grave Robber, uh, Emily McAnulty, myself, Dan, and uh, Danny Atwell from uh, Dark Charm Media. So that's all on all your, on all your platforms if you want to get some some extra content and a little behind the scenes. So that's always Go listen fun. to it. I don't give you have fun recording one. Oh yeah. Those were, those were real fun. Even though like I re-listened to the one I was on, who was going to tell me my mic was so hot. I, was I, anybody going to include that? I was trying so hard to EQ you like during the entire show. And at one point I just gave up. You can tell about a third of the way in. God, like, yeah, like you did that. And I, I was re-listening to it. I'm like, nobody was going to tell me my mic was lighter under the balls hot yeah. what the shit i was trying so hard to eq it like when we were recording uh but it didn't work out but anyways uh with all that said i guess let's go ahead and get into the show i mean we've been we've been yelling about steven seagal but let's go ahead and start the show <laughs> uh i i missed that whatever comment that was uh but anyways uh uh tank z's welcome to the show um so we lost a legend and uh we know him i know him very well from john wick uh but everybody knows him from destiny we we lost uh lance reddick uh he played uh the whisker from the uh netflix series uh, yeah, well, listen while you work. <laughs> we do need DJ to come on off the cuff. Uh, Danny, welcome to the show. Uh, and I, I've always said this about Destiny. The game is hot garbage. You will never convince me otherwise. Eh, it's it's a good time However, waster. I wouldn't say it's something, you know, I would spend uku and buku amounts of money like they want you to spend on the DLC, but it's definitely a good time waster. However, I will always say that destiny has one of the best fan bases and one of the best communities i have seen ever and i will die on that hill well do you see all the people on tiktok saying that you know like us all the people on tiktok being like hey all these fandoms were with you guys like just take this time to grieve this loss man like just take time to honor it yeah uh the untimely death 
of Lance Reddick is being worn by fans. The actor with roles from the John Wick franchise, The Wire, Bosch, and Fringe. Uh, there's been an outpouring of tributes and remembrances, but nothing has been more impressive than what has been happening in Destiny. And it doesn't matter what server you're on, you show up in Destiny, even right now, there are tributes being paid to the commander. There are people there that uh, activate his animation and wait around for the full half-hour monologue. Some people wait Ooh. around for an hour just to uh, uh, just to pay tribute. And this is still going on to this day. Look at this. I love it. I love seeing things like this. And look at this. I don't think uh, for, so many people those realize how much of an impact. Yeah. For those of you that can't watch this or you're listening on the audio only, uh, there is a lot of tributes, uh, many, 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 many players paying tribute uh, to Lance's character. And uh, according to uh, one of his guild buddies, he was playing video games the day before he passed, including Destiny 2. Eh, good, good. I'm glad that I'm glad he knew where his uh, where his community lied. You know that everybody that was in Destiny 2 has done nothing but pay tributes to somebody that made such an impact on them. Yeah, it's really nice to see. It's really great to see in the gaming community. When you hear so much toxicity being spewed about gamers, it's nice to see stuff like this. Like, you know, we may be called toxic, but there's, you know, we're, we're human about shit, too. Yeah. And this is, uh, I don't know, it's impressive to me. And, and it's very touching to me. Because, like you said, Gimme, we, we are so quick and so easily labeled as toxic and horrific and you know racist and whatever else but this is this is the this is the light in the tunnel you know what i mean like this is literally this has been going on non-stop which you know so, you, you really you really got to appreciate you really got to appreciate because a lot of us do understand what it's like to lose a, a voice actor or somebody that really made an impact to us in a video game where some of the lines that they've spoke sits with us for the rest of our lives. And we all understand that. We all know what that feels like. So when we see people mourning the mourning this loss, we're like, okay, we understand. We get it. We're, we're by your side, man. We know the pain. Just take your time. And, uh, so, uh, I mean, I mean, it sucks. We don't know how he passed. We just know he did. Uh, and I want to say, uh, once again, always, always from, uh, from VT network, because we, uh, we love our, we love our, our audience. We love our, our communities. So, uh, Lance Reddick from all of us here at VT network. Thank you for everything. So long and good night. Had, had to come off for that one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and okay. uh we have one more movie with him uh john wick chapter four and uh destiny has one more chapter with him in it so he still lives on and that's wonderful <laughs> to see 
Um, it really is. I mean, it's it's a bittersweet moment. It, it's one of those very yeah. bittersweet things because it's like, oh, we get one more chapter, and then on the, and then on one like, the flip side of that same coin, it's like, oh, we get one more, but we and that's only it. Get one. Yeah, we only yeah. get one. Um, so <coughs> I don't know. It's it's been, and you know, like John Wick, man. I love the idea that that even um. Even Keanu Reeves loves the John Wick community so much because we're all dorks for him. And uh, he put out a statement about a year or two ago saying, uh, well, how many John Wicks will there be? And he said, I'll keep making them as long as fans keep wanting to watch them. And the resounding community response was, and you're never going to not be John Wick. <laughs> you're going to make 20 of them if we have anything to say about it. Exactly. And uh, I think I think it's I think it's funny, and I think uh, I I think it's easy, it's easy to forget sometimes that you know these these folks are these folks are not phenoms, you know they're normal people. You know what I mean? I think a lot of people forget that too. Like they want them to live on forever. They wanted to continue doing voice work until they until they pass. But then they realize something like this happens, and they think, oh shit. They're normal people with a it, with a finite time on this earth, just like the rest of us. None of us yeah. can escape. None of us can escape it, and it, that's when reality really hits you. Even in a video game, like yeah, their voices will live on, but the mortal the mortal coil will not, folks. I hate to hate to be cynical, but the mortal coil will will be gone. But you yeah. will always have those memories, and obviously you'll have the tributes. And like I said on the episode I did about this. I really, I would like to see Destiny do uh, a tribute tribute event, like just one <coughs> one gigantic, like maybe ceremony or something. For the Guardians. I know they just, yeah, I, I know they just released uh, a big DLC pack, but it would be nice to see a little, you know, like maybe a little ceremony or a little event that they something, can hold so from. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like, you know, it, it would be nice. It would be nice to see. I agree. I agree. That, that would be nice. Uh Everybody from everybody from the John Wick franchise has paid their respect, including uh, the man himself. So, yeah, it would be nice to see uh, Destiny kind of uh, follow suit. And you know, we don't like we don't like put pressuring uh, companies to do that kind of thing. But I mean, when when you got when you got one of the, one of the one of the Lee Guardians is gone, you know, step it's up. It's only right. Yeah, it's, step it's only up, right. do something. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm with that. I, I don't go, you know, don't go to Bungie and be like, "Hey, you better fucking do that." Like, don't be those annoying, those annoying people. But at least, you know, it'd be nice. It would, be especially nice. especially with how many people you see on Twitter and TikTok and all social media, just with nothing but outpouring love for the guy. It would be it would be nice to see it. That's all I'm gonna say. That's I'm gonna leave my comments there. I agree, DJ. Yeah, pretty much. Well, you're such a destiny guy. Well, how, how is, how is, well, I mean, no, 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 no. And I'm not making fun of you. I'm literally saying this because you've kept up with the story, with the, the franchise itself. And I'm not making fun of you for once because this is a moment of brevity. For once. Um, How do you feel about this whole thing, man? No, no, I mean, I have to go to the gym. Like I said, I will finish this damn story. I'm not going to fucking lie, but, uh. Yeah, it's a shame. I mean, I'm still wondering how he passed because he seemed all right. Like, he didn't seem like he had no real health issues or anything like that. It's just, 
I mean, I guess that's what's kind of like, I guess I'm still in shock of it all. Yeah. You know, it's just like, what the heck happened? Did he have some kind of condition we didn't know about? Or did he die in his sleep or something? Might have just been one of them natural causes sort of things. Like, out of nowhere, something just went snap and called it. You know, exactly. So, like I said, that's what's so kind of weird. Now I'm wondering, I mean, what are you going to do with uh, Commander Shavala? I mean, you know, I mean, you know, the character himself. Like, what's going to happen? I mean, are they going to replace him? Like, are they going to replace the voice actor? I think that would be shitty. According to... uh... Eight sources. He died of natural causes at age sixty. Oh, okay, all right. Hmm. That, that makes sense. I mean, seems kind of young to be dying of natural causes. Like if you hear that about a seventy or an eighty year old, you're like, all right, I get that. But sixty, sixty seems kind of a little odd, you know? Yeah, no shit, right? Yeah. But but it just it mean... just hit me like if they're gonna have one more chapter with him in it, then they might wait until that chapter is done and then do the memorial thing. Uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, all, all things, but you know, I think for the sake of brevity, I wouldn't wait that long considering Destiny's upload schedule has been shoddy at best lately. Right. Well, that's, that's like I said, that's just a thought. I don't know if that's true. That, in my, like, I agree with you. That seems a little, that seems a little excessive time to be holding a tribute for something like that. Yeah. But I just don't want them to, you know, release that and be like, oh, here's our tribute. And it's like, you could have done it when he passed away, you know, even like a. Yeah. Even just About like an event, like too late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You'd be like, oh, you could have, you know, hold, hold even like a special event where you travel to a hall of, a hall of something. Don't fucking know what you're gonna call it, but just kind of do like character models or voice lines or just shit like that. And uh, you, you know, it's weird because like I, I look at like Lance, Lance, Lance Renning, and he was six years old, and I'm like, I just got to see my hero, uh, Pendulette live in vegas thanks to crocoduck scoop and uh he's he's up there in age too you know what i mean and so is uh so is teller and i got to see them which was part of my you know goals in life was to see them live and i'm i i can't help but wonder you know how much time some of our heroes have left i mean I, fuck <laughs> i mean dj and i are 40 now we're dj's 40 i'm 41 our heroes are not young they guys don't stand still in time yeah well so. i mean I, I well i understand that because you know one of my one of my concert goals was to see isham and the insane clown posse live right and then i went and seen icp live and then i would say a month later violent j made a post saying like hey our shows are going to slow down like drastically like you guys get Juggalo Day and Hollow Wicked and Gathering. That's that's like the most you get. So to know that I got to go see them before they started to cut down the shows drastically is awesome. But it's just knowing like, damn, that means that it's it's probably gonna end soon. And Esham, I don't. He's like sixty something, and that guy's still kicking. So I, yeah. But it, it. But I agree with you. It's weird to see. It's weird to see your idols in front of you but then it's in the back of your head like how much longer am i going to be able to have the chance to go see them live to see them perform to see them in their natural uh, their natural habitat of entertainment oh yeah until i meet them you know what i mean uh mm-hmm. where did our heroes go mike smith welcome to the show 
Uh, Danny says he cried like a baby when Roddy Piper died. Uh, he was my main man for years, and when he died, it crushed me. Uh, I felt that way about Robin Williams. I stayed silent for so long about Robin because I very much identified with so much of what he was going through. And when we lost him, I was like, damn, uh, I'm in such a, I'm on such a similar page that that could have been me, you know, like, like him and I shared so many, so many like factors in our lives. I, I shared it with Robin Williams and I was like, he lost that fight. Unfortunately, he lost that fight, but how, how easy could it have been for just one left turn in my life for me to end up like Robin? It's such an odd way. It's such an odd thing to look at. You know, we losing Robin Williams is losing a major staple in the comedy sector and, and just the acting sector in general, because he just put so much into it and just knowing that it was gone like that was <laughs> instantly. Mm -hmm. I, I, yeah, out of left field. Like, it was one day he was good, and the next day, we lost Robin Williams. And it's like, fuck. And it, it, it's stuff like that that makes you really question mortality. And it, and it really was, and it really is that statement. We lost Robin. You know what I mean? He didn't die. We lost him. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, Mr. Tiny, welcome to the show. He was one of a kind. Yes, he was. Uh, DJ, who, who's, I, I know you don't really have those kind of weird parasocial relationships, but no, no, DJ, Sorry, DJ kind of, no, 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 DJ, DJ is a psych major, so he purposely avoids this kind of stuff, and I know I'm kind of speaking for him, but this is a lot, this is something that not a lot of folks know about DJ, is that he kind of avoids these parasocial relationships, uh, so who, uh, who, who did we lose that affected you? Hmm. Um. Golly. Uh, I can't really think of anything off the top of my head. At least not in that regard. Yeah, see, it's one of those, like, you got to really think about somebody that affected you in such a way that it stands out. Because, you know, a celebrity yeah. passes away or somebody that you idolize passes away that you really had nothing to do with. You're like, eh. That it's sad. It sucks. I liked him, but meh. Yeah. But in, but in terms of like Robin Williams or something, it's it's like wow, that was that that was somebody that I looked up to that is now gone. That I cannot be like ah, oh, I just turned on the new Robin Williams thing or oh, he's gonna be in this movie coming up. Now it's just like oh, that was his last one. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Mike says sometimes you have to lose something to know what you have. Very much true. Um, Mr. Tiny says he was a comedy legend with a sense of positivity. He was a man of laughter and a man of heart. Yeah, man. And, uh, it's, uh, like I said, it, it, it affected me greatly just because I identified with how much of what he was struggling with. And it is really, uh, shocking. It was, it was a shock to me. You know what I mean? Cause I was like, if, if just one left turn happened, if one bad thing happened, I could end up the same or could have ended up the same as Robin. And he fought for so long, for so hard, uh, so hard for so long uh, against these things that nobody fucking knew. And it's, um, it's really painful for, for like somebody like me. And I, and I did, I kept my mouth shut for about 
three months while I processed this, and I was just finally said something, and I was like, yeah, no, this did actually affect me. Like uh, Chester Bennington, I know a lot of people were affected by his death. I wasn't particularly, but I understood the loss that we just suffered. You know? Uh, <coughs> uh, DJ uh, Mike Smith says, DJ could kiss go on uh, with, totally new met, with, with totally new players, no new songs, just playing the hits. I mean, that was originally part of the idea in the 90s. I don't know if that was if it is anymore. Uh, what do Man, you think, DJ? Want that? <laughs> Me? I love Kiss. Gross. Why? Because Kiss is awesome. Fuck no, they're not. Well, I'll hear your position in a minute. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, good old Kiss. What do you, what do you, <laughs> think? What do you think, DJ? Hmm. Um, technically, aren't they doing that now? Well, no, he's saying that totally new members just playing the classics. Oh, oh, you mean like just new members passing play- the torch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, I don't think so. You don't think so? I mean, when you think of Kiss, what do you think? You think of those four guys. I think the makeup more than them, but you well, know. yeah, I mean the makeup, but also the personalities and you know how they go about. I mean, it, I'm not saying I'm not saying it's impossible. It's just unlikely, at least to me. To you, yeah. I mean, mm. if there was one band I would want that to happen, it would be Daft Punk. Okay, Pass all right, helmets. that's fair. Pass the helmets. Uh, Mr. Tiny says, I've had two celebrity deaths in my life that affected them. Uh, Chris Farley and Chester Bennington. His position will need a stepladder. Got hit with him size jokes. He got called short again. And you got told to go back to Michigan. Oh, okay. (laughs) All right. Look here. All right. Look here. The problem is, is I hang out with people that are six foot something. So compared to them. Yeah, exactly. Got you. Got fucking tiny. Y'all guys are like six something. So, of course, my short ass is going to look like a midget. He left his height in Michigan. <laughs> he left God, a lot of I things in Michigan. Uh, see, I would say, see, I would say, what band I would like to see continue doing that would be Guar, but they kind of already do that. They do that already. Yeah, I was about to say there. I don't think they still have any of the original members. Uh yeah, there's two of them left. I think. I think two of them. I think literally the original bassist. No, he died. No, yeah, uh, the bassist died. Uh, Dave Brocky passed. Dave Brocky's gone. I think the drummer. I think, no, because even he's gone. I don't think they have. Yeah, he was replaced for like five years. Wow. Beefcake. I, I know Beefcake it. has been. Beefcake has been. Ch- no, I think the guy who played Beefcake was the original one for like a long ass time. For a long time, yeah. Yeah, Beefcake is the only one that I think is the original one. The rest of them are new people. Yeah. Mr. Tiny's 6'9". I'm only 6'2", 6'3", depending on the day. DJ's, DJ's 6'3". I hate it. I hate that I mostly <laughs> hang out with tall people because I just seem short as shit. When the LP released two songs that wasn't released on the Meteora album, it was Lost and Fighting With Myself, both heavy hitters for mental health for sure. 
I mean, uh, Minutes to Midnight has always been my Linkin Park album. Oh, Linkin Park. Oh, okay. I was like, what the fuck is LP? Uh, Linkin Park released two songs. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't yeah, released, yeah, I got so. that. So, Minutes to Midnight has always been mine. Oh, did you Nin- see? Uh, did you see that Avenged Sevenfold album now has a actual release date? No, no, I did not. Yep, I will tell you it right now because that uh, the song we listened to last week on the post show, which I still think is hot trash, and I stand by that. But I I looked at their artist page because I was like, all right, I can only do so much of the. We're doing a slow paced song, but we're not going to do it like other slow paced songs that we've done and make it entertaining. We're just going to do it that. But yeah, it comes out on six two twenty three. Oh wow! That's Brand new album, away. and I knew that was coming. Especially with such a high production video like that where they're doing stop motion with everything. Yeah, there's an album coming. They're not just going to do that for shits and giggles. Neat. But like you said, if if you know, Shadows, obviously Shadows has destroyed his vocal cords. Like that I cannot disagree with in any sense. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I can't disagree with that. But if it's all slow like that, that sounds like psychedelic rock and they have no idea how to do psychedelic rock. Again, like uh, mm. a, a lot of their album is slow. Like, but there's like, but there's a difference with how the other slow songs went. I mean, my God, a little piece of heaven. The slow parts the of that. Seize the day, Dear Sidewinder. God. I mean, like you, you you're not gonna convince me that this one slow song was the one song you just pick up the whole band and fucking toss them out for. I'm not like, saying you, pick up like, the whole no. band and toss it out because of this one song. I'm saying this is the one song. That, they that you want to shake him in a prison yard for. I get it. No, I no, it's not. I won't do it because that you want to set their fucking at... cribs on fire for it. I, we no. understand. No, no, you that is not them, the one Gibby, song, and that's okay. Okay, all right, yeah, cool. I mean, if you want to, <laughs> if you want to go down that weird route, though, no, you know, we'll listen to a little piece of heaven, all fucking eight minutes of it. Yeah. Uh, eight uh, minutes DJ, of that goddamn song, DJ. Did uh, what? What Lincoln Park album was yours? Because I remember you held you held Deer onto one. Um, dang, need to look it up. <laughs> no, like I mean, I said, DJ there, there, there are a lot of good Lincoln Park albums out there. Yeah, D- um, DJ uh, oh, compiles uh, stuff. But, I, but I'm looking, while I'm looking that up, uh, a band I can actually see like uh, continuing on, like you know, like whatever. Mm. I think. Uh, I think gorillas could do it. Yeah, I, I I could see them. I could see them being able to do it. It'll be really hard to. I mean, if they're kind of tailor made for it, really. It would be really difficult to replace the main singer, but I could totally see it happening. Yeah. They would just do different things with the characters that are, you know, the characters they use. They would just pull like one of their little short movies they decide to do with every album. Yeah. Because he has such a distinct vocal pattern. Yeah. And especially when he sings nice and slow, like when he actually puts out a ballad, <laughs> like the Pink Phantom. Like, oh, God, it's such a good song. Or especially what was the one? The, huh? Melancholy Hill. Was that, was that one <laughs> song? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Melancholy Hill was a definite certified hood classic. Oh, yeah. That one was. This is a certified hood classic. Okay, 
Yeah, now I remember. It was the second album, uh, uh, Metro. Uh, Meteora. Meteor. Yeah, Meteor. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. Like, you used to listen to that one a lot. Mm-hmm. Minister Midnight was mine, though. I don't know. But anyways, uh, speaking of Resident Evil 4 uh, a little while back, uh, a lot of it came out to rave reviews, but apparently there's a lot of criticism now starting to seep into the the, the, the ranks here. Mm-mm. Yep. Resident Evil Review 4. Oh, uh, shut the fuck up. Backward. Uh, it says here, the remake starts out strong. Updated naming mechanics, fresh infusion of processing power makes this the most exciting uh, uh, version of RE4 Capcan has ever delivered. And Leon Kennedy looks better than ever, even with his new chin implant. That was bad criticism. Uh, what the, the re- fuck? The remake oh. performs well for its first few hours sure. as Leon shoots and stabs his way through the misty Spanish village where Las Blagas has transformed the locals into murder, murderous tentacle monsters. These early scenes set among crooked wooden buildings and the shores of a twisted cave system establish the game's blood-soaked tone, uh, so on and so forth. As the game grows in complexity, it becomes clumsy. Capcom's approach to modernizing RE4 is to add more enemies, cramped environments, and fewer ammo drops, all of which could result in a high-tension exit experience if, it, if the controls were consistent. As it stands, the RE4 remake is plagued by sluggish animations and frustrating combat sequences. Leon constantly feels underpowered, unable to evade basic attacks, or reliably land a shot. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm still on better. that. Like, quick, zoom in on that freaking uh, zoom in on that freaking chin. This is what know, this, right? this is what our readers need to see about. This sucks. <laughs> and a whole entire game remade from the ground up. See that chin though. Yeah, that yeah. chin. My God, seriously, instant, instant ruined. Capcom, how dare you? Two out of ten, instantly ruined. Don't care instant. about anything else. Yeah, chin. No. Yeah. It was the chin. It, it, uh, Chester always, Bennington, Chris Cornell, and Naomi Judd all decided to leave us too soon. Who will be next? Says Mike. I don't know, Mike, but I'm not. I'm not waiting around to find out. I'm gonna enjoy what what's out there now. I'll say that much. Uh, Miss Dottie, welcome to the show. Hey. Uh, let's see. See, and and playing it. So the first area where you go in, you go against like the whole village, and they're chasing you around. Uh huh. Back on the GameCube. I wasn't so scared. Like, I just felt like, oh, this is happening. I'll get out of this. In the fucking remake, it makes you it makes you poop yourself. Because they all appear out of nowhere, and you get cramped. You get all slammed into one area. Like you, you, get in, you go into one house, and you're like, all right, I'll be cool. And then it's like, nope. Nope, you're dead. Have fun. Yeah, yeah it's like, you, I mean, I'm... I, 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 yeah, I'm in this house. It's cool. Get that chin. <laughs> the chin must die. The chin. The chin the chin's is looking scrumptious. You know that chin defends us so much. <laughs> the crimson chin. No, the crimson chin. <laughs> this sounds like a skill issue to me. Because listen to this: uh, the RE4 remake introduces new boss fights and head-busting enemies. It also allows Leon to power to parry powerful attacks. Sometimes the pair ability is only available if Leon has a knife on standby and when prop- and when the prompt does pop up, it's easily interrupted by environmental nudges, the actions of other enemies, and Leon's own animations. 
Like most of Leon's movements, the permeability is simply too inconsistent to be satisfying, and it generally does not it does nothing to heighten the tension of combat. It sounds like a skill issue, bro. You'll come to find out that when you don't have bullets, you can't shoot. And I find that a very diminishing fact of this game. It's when right? I don't have bullets, I can't shoot. That's what that sounds like to me. Yeah, what is this shit? What's going on here? Uh, Mr. Tiny is waiting for Kingdom Hearts 4. They are talking about less movies this time. Kingdom Hearts Good. 3 was definitely an entire movie with minimal gameplay. I don't know. I Fuck gave up you. on Kingdom Hearts. Fuck Heart you, Tiny. Kingdom. No, you were on my ass for so long. I said consistently Kingdom Hearts 3 was a fucking movie with little seams of gameplay. But every time I brought it up, oh, no, it's not. It's not even like that. There's more gameplay than there is cutscenes. I have no idea what you're talking about, Podcast Daddy. You're just speaking stupid shit. Ah, but now, you, now because we're on VT Network, now because we're on VT Network, now we're going to say it? Okay. All the way fucked. I guess it's because I have a better voice than you. <sighs> uh, <Yeah>. the... <laughs> They're loving the spasms, so... Uh, it seems that the remake often places Leon center a swarm of enemies without the option to quickly dodge incoming attacks. He has to shoot or press his way through the horde, but he runs as if he's knee-deep in sludge. Even with a bullet to the head, doesn't always seem to stop a rushing cultist. Meanwhile, enemies' attacks always interrupt Leon. Sluggish movement uh, is authentic to the experience of the original four games, and is something that the RE2 and RE3 uh, remakes specifically address. Offering updated controls and environments that feel at, um, at home on modern hardware. In comparison to those games, RE4 feels unfinished or at least unfinessed. Oh, damn. Sounds like a skill issue. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like uh, I was expecting it to be like campy and uh, campy and goofy like it was on the GameCube. And now that it's actually. A horror game, kind of like how they did RE2 and RE3. Now that it's actual horror game, you don't know what to do because you actually have to, you know, figure out what'll fit in your inventory, how to properly manage how many bullets you have if you still have a knife. Because let me remind you, you can run out of your knife. Like, it'll fucking go. Uh-huh. So it sounds like I lose all of my shit. I blame the game because I lose all of my shit, not because I didn't know how to properly use it at the right time in the right place. Get good, Scrub. Get good. No. Listen to this. Listen I'm to a this. reviewer. Yeah, I'm a reviewer. No <laughs> shit. Do you understand the shit that we used to play on the Studio Dead? Like the difficulties, we would, we would play each difficulty to completion, and it didn't matter how hard the game was. We did it, and it mm -hmm. sucked, but we did it. Uh, look, look, look at this. I played for a few minutes on the lowest setting, the uh, lowest difficulty setting, but it truly felt like a different game than the standard version, devoid of tension or risk. That's the. So which is it? Which do you want, you fledgling piece of shit? I played it on easy. It's too easy. I played it on normal. It's too hard. It's too hard. Isn't there some kind of middle ground I can get that's just for me? I mean. Reviewer. Uh, yeah. Just make a difficulty call reviewer. Yeah, you know what? I'm done with that review. I'm done with that review. From now on, game developers I play, listen. I played it on easy, and it was too easy. Then I played it on normal, and it was too normal. I don't even want to attempt to play it on... Get fucked. Game developers, just make a difficulty called reviewer. Yeah. So right. everybody else can enjoy it. 
just get, make a make a uh, difficulty call reviewer, and it just holds their hand the entire time. The entire fucking time. Make a completely different game for reviewers, and then when other people buy this game, they play it, and they're like, what the fuck was this guy talking about? Discredit them entirely. Discredit reviewers entirely. They just did. They just discredited themselves in their own review. Oh, but, but don't worry, folks. Don't worry. I played on easy, and uh, I, I beat the game. But man, was it easy. <laughs> oh, man, it was so easy. Capcom don't know what they're doing. I know, dude. Oh my god! I, I went through. I went through the days of textures. <laughs> Those blocks still haunt me to this day. <laughs> I can't hear a Russian rhythm without losing my shit. That was my nom. <laughs> Just get the flashback of blocks falling. I know, so dude. Uh, Mr. Tiny says, I'm very happy there's no poster we can mess with you about. Totally just remembered that by looking at your blank wall. Uh, Dr. Mario Blocks bugged the fuck out of me. I mean, I liked it. <laughs> I mean, but like, 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 I was talking with Mustard a little while ago, and he was like, we were, we were arguing about the idea of why older gamers don't go in hard for Dark Souls, for Elden Ring, for, you know what I mean, Bloodborne. For all these super, super, super difficult fucking games, and I was like, "Well, because we did our time. Because this was this this difficulty that you guys are like, oh my god, it's so fucking super hard." I'm like, "That was our normal. We did our time. We have no fucking want to go back to ripping our fucking hair out." Yeah, but but that's that's this generation's hard. Like you guys had yours. And we have like we have ours. That's what we're that's what we're trying to say. And you getting so ass hurt about it, I'm still trying to figure out. Cause like I I talked about Elden Ring, you're like, I play games harder than that. It's like no, you you know this is our generation's hard. We don't have a lot of those nowadays. That's the problem. The you guys had you, you guys had it. a shit ton. You guys had a shit ton that were uh -huh. impossibly fucking hard. That uh -huh. were like controller whipping at the wall hard. My generation, we got bottle fed fucking games like we didn't they they came automatically with easy like they didn't have like just that's it press play you're playing the game nothing beyond that no we had easy normal hard so we could pick the difficulty but playing a game like elden ring or dark souls or bloodborne that game don't give you a difficulty that's just like here's the world okay so you but the thing is that you nailed it on the head and you didn't even realize it that's your generation's hard it was our generation's normal literally our generation's normal that's what we fucking played period we didn't have a choice we didn't have easy mode we, we had one cheat code that worked for one game uh, as it what was it up up down, as down, it. left right left right a b a b start up up down down left right left right a b select start oh i missed the select i was so i was close i missed one button that was yeah. the Konami code. <laughs> the Konami code. Uh, we definitely did our time for sure. We didn't have some save spots in games such as Battletoads, says Mr. Tiny. I came out with the era with every system. My first system was an Atari. That's what I mean, though. Like, like, but, but the thing is that you nailed it. This is your generation's hard. Imagine yeah. if every game you played, every game you played, 
was that hard. I'd be cool then, with that. Then you would be in our generation. You would understand why folks like DJ and I and in Grave Robert to a certain extent were like, no thanks. No, I don't. So I don't. You, so you don't even want to play it to just try and see like how easy it would be compared to other shit. Like, I do. Like, dude. I, 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 uh, I play the slow games every once in a while, just to, just to, re, to, to recapture the uh, the old days of uh, back before oh. the Earth cooled. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. You know, yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 the first one I was I played out of curiosity. Like I said, the, the problem is I was like I had no idea what the fuck was going on. And you know, Elden Ring, like even Mustard was defending Elden Ring, like Tooth and Claw, and he was like, "Oh, fucking, you know, it's it's because like the 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 story, the story, all oh, the story, oh, the story, the story, the story." And I'm like, "If you have to hunt for the story, there's no story. If you have to be told the story through everything except the story, the story's not worth it." That's that I will agree with you. That's one of my gripes when it comes to Dark Souls and Elden Ring and stuff like that. Is he, is the story isn't like right there in front of you. You have to go find every single item and then it'll like give you a description of the item and you're like, "Okay. Well, this sounds like this." And then you find something else, completely blows that out of the water and you're like, "Well, what what's the fucking story?" Then you got to watch an 8-hour video on YouTube of a guy dissecting the entire story and you're just like, like "Why why is this so complicated well, to find just, a little that, bit of that's plot?" The yeah, that's my biggest, okay. biggest, biggest problem with the, uh, of the Soul series. Like, basically, you know, like, like I say, when I first when I first played Demon Souls, I mean, I, I I managed to get through it, and I'm like, the final boss. You like, you I guess you're kind of like in this cloud void, you know, and like, and then the final boss is like King whatever, and I'm like, so why does he look, look like? So why does this guy look, look, look like look, look, like a like a like a big undead maggot? Oh yeah, like, you just smack. Yeah, I'm like, smack him. I have no idea who this guy is, what he's done, what why the world the way this is, or should I even care? And it seems I like could, this is definitely one of those games where you have to go like through a game guide or something to even get kind I of a story. Tell you, but I won't. <laughs> Pretty much, and it's welcome like, to Destiny. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, just one last little figure in there. Huh? Welcome to Destiny. <laughs> we had to, well, of course. He, he spent all that time paying respects to Destiny and, you know, giving the his community. due diligence. The community. But he, but he had, to give a, had to give a quick little, okay, now we're good. Oh, that the sly community. little backhand. Hold on, hold on, hold on. The community. I love the community. It is beyond reproach. Yeah, it's a great show. What the fuck? And you fail. <laughs> that was terrible. That was so bad. <laughs> the community of Destiny is above reproach. The game, however, can suck the fattest of dicks. Uh, anyways, I don't know, but like, I, I and I think along with so many things like so many people are playing re4 with nostalgic goggles and kind of forgetting how fucking frustrating this game was in the first place i really do believe dj what the uh nostalgic goggles for re4 oh, oh well uh oh wait, wait are we comparing this still to the remake yeah 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 well i'm talking about like the difficulty of games right 
Mm-hmm. So like Resident Evil 2 and 3, the remakes, they got infinitely easier because almost everything got updated. No more tank controls, no more weird aiming mechanics. So mm-hmm. the game itself got infinitely easier. Mm-hmm. However, RE4 was the first of its generation with an updated aiming system, an updated camera, mm-hmm. and uh, updated systems like that. So I'm thinking a lot of these fuckers that are like trying to like say that RE4 isn't living up to the hype is because they're playing with nostalgia goggles on. It's like the game itself was never, it was never fucking incredible to begin with. It was, it was something new in a Resident Evil franchise that we all agreed was awesome. Well, uh, to be you know, actually, uh, for its time when it first came out, yeah. maybe we were, we're blown away, you know, about it, uh, about the, you know, the, uh, the mechanics and the, uh, the gameplay and all that stuff. It's, it, I mean, people, people were blown away. I mean, I mean, let's forget face it. I mean, dude, it pretty much inspired Dead Space. It's like the creator of Dead Space was like, "Holy shit, we, we gotta do this, this right here." You well, see this? <laughs> this is this. It is this. Is this what it is? Yes. So this, let's do we're it. doing this. Yes, do do it, do do it, we're doing it. All right, Mike, get the camera. We're doing it. <laughs> we're doing it. Oh, we're doing it. We're doing this. Screw you. <laughs> How? Hold on, guys. In space. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. shit. Yeah, give him a pay raise. Pay raise. Oh, oh yeah, g- give it all. Yeah, he's doing the cocaine in the bathroom and no one's complaining today. <laughs> well, one thing that one thing that got brought up about this that I really it was from a reviewer I was watching online. He said Resident Evil 4 back in the day was more of a adventure. Like a mm-hmm. adventure action game with a Resident yeah. Evil title, where now Resident Evil 4 the remake is more of a horror game. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could understand yeah. that point yeah. of view. So, but and and I thought about that, and I was like, "That's not, that's really not that far off." Yes, I mean, well, I, I guess people just need to get used to it because people are just so used to the, uh, you know, the uh, you know the you know the uh, a lot of the over over the top action of, of the original. So, from what I'm from from what I'm seeing. Of uh, RE4 remake is, is I think it's a bit more slow, slower paced, which is kind of weird because Leon is a very, very fast motherfucker. Well, I mean, and, okay, uh, but, so, but no, I mean, no, no, like don't, don't get me wrong, but uh, but I think, but I think that's what people are uh, are uh, complaining about. Yeah, and I don't, and I and truth be told, I don't know why they even complain about it. It's like, look, look, this is a re, this this is going to be a remake, not a rehash. Right, you know, if you want your fucking, you know, all this stuff, you, you, we have plenty of other versions of the old school RE4. You will get your RE4 fix, but this is supposed to be a rehash, and Capcom is going to just, you know, just uh, look. This is this is like the Last of Us Part One, where we're just going to just like you know just upscale some crap and and, and resell new it to coat you. of paint. Mm. Yeah. yeah, new coat of paint, mm. resell it to you for full for full goddamn price. No, Capcom still salty make- about that. <laughs> oh man! You and a lot of oh people. he oh he oh he was getting ready for it too. He's like ah fuck oh, oh dude it, oh oh Last of Us talk oh shit let me fucking get right here. <laughs> oh, oh. No, wait, no, are gonna, wait are we gonna do Last of Us talk? Let's oh, talk about the Last of Us. Let's talk about how they kind of fucked all you guys with the remasters. Oh yeah, the remasters, which just yeah. kind of made it a little bit prettier and yeah. nothing fucking else. So yeah, so, so yeah. On that note, yeah. So look, this is Capcom. They're gonna give you something different, and they're gonna make sure it's quality. This is the fucking Last of Us Part One. 
This is fucking Capcom. You want a remake? We're gonna give you a fucking remake. And then here's Naughty Dog. Ah, there's a new game. Have fun. Sixty dollars. Sixty bucks. <laughs> no, no, seventy for the new for the for, for, for the for oh, the, that's right for the second re, uh, remaster. This is seventy now. Yeah. Oh yeah, we got screwed, and um, for everybody that keeps supporting the game. <laughs> I understand. I get it. It's fun. It's a great. It's a fucking master. Well, part one is. Let me ref let me make sure this is clear. Part one is a masterpiece. Part mm. two is a cum stain on a carpet floor. That's what res that's what Last of Us Part Two is. Mm. Oh, I, but, yeah, and I have some news about that. But go ahead. I do. Um, I I know what news you're talking about. I'm very pissed about it. What? what which one? The poster. No, that was fake. Oh. Oh, that was. Oh, thank God. Oh, but yeah, but then okay, you say what you're gonna say, and I'll put my fucking two cents into it. So, because of how bad The Last of Us Part Two did, they shelved The Last of Us Part Three. Mm. Are you serious? What was the infinite? What was the uh, story for Last of Us Part Three? Well, I'm glad you asked. Uh, it was a prequel dealing with the first twenty years. Of the infection, starring Joel and Tommy. Ah! And we got fucked of, out of that because two was bad. Because of how bad two was, and the reception of Druckmann dealing with Sarkeesian, uh, Sony and uh, Naughty Dog pulled the plug. Infinitely. Oh, Druckmann! Oh, Druckmann! I I just want somebody to punch you square in the nuts for that. Square in the is, testicles. This has all been confirmed by the co-creator and co-writer of the games, not Druckmann. So this guy has nothing to lose because he's no longer part of the series. But yeah, we lost out on the third game that was supposed to be the first 20 years of the uh, infections because of how bad it did. Do you see what happens when you listen to these fucking idiots? That can that that can have a loud voice saying we need more representation and shit. Do you see what fucking happens when you listen to that? We get outed. Such a great concept for a video game, such as a prequel in The Last of Us. We know very little about this fucking world. Okay, the only things we get are what's in part one, a little bit of part two, little minute bit. We could have got twenty years prior. Mm. Twenty years. To understand this world better, to see how the mutations happened, to just to understand so much more of this world that we loved in part one. But no, it had to be screwed over because Neil Druckmann. Sarkeesian. I don't because Sarkeesian. Then Neil Druckmann were like, "Ooh, ooh, this will get us more players. This will make people like us more. This will make this franchise even bigger than it already fucking was." Are you kidding me? Here you go. Oh, the crowd hates me. They can get fucked. Mm, yep. I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need blood pressure medication after this. Sarkeesian literally fucked us out of a prequel game. I would just like to remind you that nobody respects Sarkeesian. Nobody thinks she's a smart mind in the gaming community. Nobody I want to make that very known. Her fucking whole thing came from Gamergate. Oh, oh yeah, that's that's definitely something you want to ride. Yeah, ride that's, that. that's a that's something to hang your hat on, right? Gamergate. Yeah. I was on Gamergate, right? Okay. Seriously. 
right and to, and to be proud about that and be like i was a four hole that like dude why that was such a shitty little event that happened i just why do we get constantly screwed out of good games by stupid people yeah you are that's preaching to the choir sir yeah i i, I know i am and i hope i am a preacher in a mega church at this point with how loud I am, because it's so ridiculous to constantly get screwed out of good games and good concepts for 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 the, nothing. The, the, the smallest, the smallest minority of idiots. Oh and yeah, like, and like really? uh, yeah, like uh, nobody when, take uh, away nobody take away. Hold on, nobody take away the idea that we do not respect or want representation for minority groups. We don't mind that what we mind is ham-fisted unintelligent idiotic sophomoric approaches like the ones anita sarkeesian takes those are the takes we don't like for saints row five yeah. saints row five yeah. don't you man me that that was bad don't even try and play me like that oh it was bad because they abandoned the fucking literal premise of the game but not because it was like representation or anything mr tiny in chat has a good point getting screwed out of good games for content uh for microtransactions yeah i think microtransactions are not that bad when they're in games such as like um when they're in games like fortnite where it's just cosmetics like it has no real world things but skins and shit i don't think that's bad but when it comes to actual weapons like where you can buy where you can buy pay like legitimate guns, I think that's a screw job. Pay to win, yeah. Yeah, pay to uh, win is pay to win is a shithole. Mustard and I had a knockout, knockdown, dragout fight about this, about the morality of microtransactions and gambling in video games, and I we ended up with the idea that we both agreed that microtransactions and gambling in video games period is bad. However. My caveat to the entire thing was that it's bullshit moral grandstanding. Because until some fucking lawmaker in New York whose son spent $4,000 on V-Bucks, <laughs> suddenly they're affected by these predatory gambling practices. However, a year before that, <coughs> when a nurse, a single mom nurse, and her fucking toddler... Her, her her young son and his, his friend spent six hundred dollars that they would not give back not really an issue <laughs> not no, a nobody really cares. yeah no not not a problem but this lawmaker in new york her her fucking her riri ran into the glass door one too many times kid spends four thousand dollars and now now it's an issue Oh, now we have to look at all these predatory practices by games such as get fucked, lady. Get fucked, all right? So oh, many yeah. fucking cases of these people trying to get their money back because their fucking kids did not understand the concept of gambling or fucking surprise mechanics or microtransactions, and they tried to get their money back. Some of these fucking people have lost houses, careers, but it wasn't an issue until... Fucking Karen from New York and her little fucking slower than average son <laughs> spent four thousand dollars that she couldn't get back. Oh, now it's a problem. Mm -hmm. so that's how, that, that's how it always is. Nobody gives a shit until it's somebody in power. 
that's, that's all it burns that all it burns down to is nobody cares when it's Sally down the street who's struggling and she's about to lose her house. Nobody gives a fuck about her. She's no she's nobody. She's just another drop of piss in the bucket of life. But as soon as it's somebody important and they can actually do something about it, like, I don't know, maybe sue Epic or make a giant grandstand and have everybody against Fortnite, then yeah, that's when it's going to become an issue. And that's where we all think that you guys are stupid. If you're going to, you know, fight against one thing, make sure that fight is consistent. Just Don't just do it where there's a big name going after it. DJ? Agree. Hmm? I agree. No, yeah. Turn in. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, agreed. I mean... <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. When I still think of all this, I still think about that uh, that E rep- representative in front of uh, <laughs> Congress front or the of EU. Yeah, yeah. It was like surprise mechanics, and the look the guy gives was just fucking priceless. It's like, is she for fucking real? D- does she actually think we're like her customers? <laughs> the the look that this old hunched over old man gave her i use old as a derivative twice yes because you have to understand the picture that dj and i were looking at when this happened this guy's hunched over the desk like this and the desk comes up to here on him like he's got his arms up here and this dude's just white haired and got glasses on that are like the size of fucking you know hubcaps bottles and he's and he's he's sitting with his pen and she goes oh it's not gambling they're surprise mechanics and he just goes (laughs) (laughs) she really just fucking say that i'm sorry did you say surprise mechanics is that what you're using to describe the situation as Like, it was so beautiful. <laughs> DC lost his shit and had to fucking take a minute to gather himself because this old dude literally looked at her like she had just, I don't know, fucking started speaking Latin in the middle of fucking <laughs> this whole thing. It was, it was, it was beautiful. But I mean, like gambling, gambling in video games, and the reason I, I came, I came down to the aspect that the reason that they threw video games under the bus was it's because they're the boogeyman because if they were if they were having to look at gambling as a whole the reason that ea and the reason that 2k and all these uh you know fifa and madden and all this the reason that they were getting scrutinized so badly was because there's no monetary redemption on the user end right mm-hmm you gamble you get us you get a skin that's not worth dick you're never getting that money back you can can't cash it in right right yeah same thing with scratch offs same thing with lottery tickets that you didn't win so if they had to take a look at the mechanics behind what was happening with fifa and 2k then the goose gets fucked so does the gander all these gaming commissions across the United States and the EU, mind mind you, because remember the loud the lottery, the state lottery is protected. It's gambling. It is gambling, but it is protected. So they had to look at these fucking transactions. They had to look at all the gaming commissions across the United States and some parts of Europe. And 
Can you name a single lawmaker that would want that to happen? Hmm. Not off the rip, I can't. Well, what, what do you guys say? Am I, am I off on that one? Or am I on the head? Or No, I, th- I think I, I really think you're on the head. I really think you'd nail on the head. Jesus Christ. We got it. There you go. God. I this this whole gambling thing. I think since um, since obviously the evil video games are are violent and they make kids do things. They since that did DJ Black. <laughs> he was he was white as sin before. When people seen him, he said light the beacons. <laughs> we ride a dog. Gondor calls for aid. <laughs> but since obviously, <laughs> so just laugh, bitch, just laugh. <laughs> I see it. You're wanting so hard to do it. Do I have to get the horn of Gondor? I got one. Hold on. <laughs> oh God damn it! You're gonna make him break out a prop. You know, right? <laughs> I call for aid. The beacon violence. I just think that since video games make people violent didn't work, they need to find a new boogeyman to do. That's all it is. That, yeah, that's what the, it burns down to. The Jack, the Jack Thompsons and Hillary Clintons and Tipper Gores of the fucking world. Yep. They couldn't, they couldn't yeah. run with the video games, make people kill people, so they're like, gambling is the next one. The next one is we hope this works because we have nothing beyond this. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, go ahead. The thing is, and the thing is, this one just might. Uh, it might. Yeah, considering the EA and, well, and them, yeah. Blizzard. Yeah, Yeah, Uh, Blizzard. Yeah, we got EA, we got Blizzard, Activision. So many fucking companies no, are Activision now incorporating. Learned their li- no, 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 no. 2K. Activision learned their listen. They had one surprise mechanics game, which was Infinite Warfare with the BAL128, and they had one game with that fucking bullshit, and they quit that shit hardcore the next game. They were like, well, uh, everyone's getting sued, so we didn't do it. <laughs> oh, there's there's a lawyer? Ooh, hi, I don't know. Who made that? Who made that game? Because you guys know fuck it wasn't. Yeah, they, they, they heard the fucking, they heard the, the Jaws theme. Lawsuit. Lawsuit. What the fuck is that? Lawsuit, 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 lawsuit. Oh, yeah, I'm out. Peace. But you made the game. Fuck you. No, I didn't. I didn't touch it. Lawsuit, lawsuit, lawsuit. What about the credits? DLC. God. It, it, it amazes me just how much bullshit we see in gaming and gaming nowadays. Like back in the day, I understood it was like still kind of shit. Like people would still get shit on for the violence and things, but now it's like gambling is the new thing we want to go after. Dude, like DJ and my generation were attacked because we like Double Dragon. <sighs> no, no, no. He, 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 watch. You want to see? You want to see DJ laugh? You want to see DJ laugh? Like, really laugh? Yes. Hey, DJ, remember this headline? Games like Double Dragon will encourage street vigil- vigilantism. That was funny. <laughs> oh, God damn it. I was hoping for a fucking DJ belly laugh. He's, he Fuck. doesn't want to give it to me. He's, he's no, denying me. But guess who said it, dude? 
but uh, oh, dude, like yeah, yeah. No, if I say the name, that's probably what's gonna make DJ laugh. Uh, Rosh Limbaugh. Oh yeah, he did, didn't he? Oh my god, that was that was that was funny. Yeah, that was Rush Limbaugh. Our games like Double Dragon on the Nintendo Entertainment System is going to encourage things like straight vigilanteism. I mean, all they're doing is programming our children to go out there and beat each other up and serve a kind of justice that's fed to them through uh, uh, propaganda and video games. Oh, yeah, then Manhunt they, exists. Yeah, because they're going to go outside and press A, B on their controllers and all of a sudden jump, jump kick their mothers out the window. <laughs> The toast wasn't made right. Get up. <laughs> uh, Mr. Tiny says, I'm just glad EA is letting go of Apex. That's not done yet. And Double Dragon was fucking amazing. Yes, it was. Yes, it is. Boa Bobo. Bobo Bobo. No, he was no problem if you knew the glitches. Oh, like which run, one? Like, the... like, like run out the wall, I think, in the first game. Yeah. Or, or, or the second game is like, uh, like, like he, I think he was like the boss. So it's like, like here I come, I'm a bubble bull. You just, you just go back down the helicopter pad and t- you like, just, just, just go keep going down. You just see a sprite die. Yeah, yeah, this sprite <laughs> die. He was great. Or the TNT glitch. Remember the TNT glitch, the infinite TNTs. Uh, Wait, dragon, what the fuck was that? When you get stuck right between the screens and then you could just hang out on the left side Eat of the up. screen and then just fucking toss TNTs. Oh, I, I think I forgot about that one. <laughs> Dude, what? Yeah. Yeah, there was uh, there was all sorts of cool little tricks. Oh, he's, he says you don't know. He's making fun of you for not knowing what Double Dragon is. I... I... Yeah, yeah, this was a long time ago. So, like, yeah. again, slack. half half all of y'all's age. Okay, so we gotta kind of cut some slack here. Gibby was born in two thousand eight. So, shut the fuck up. Sorry, sorry two thousand nine. Anyways, yeah, uh, get it right, motherfucker. And half our size. So there you go. <laughs> I hate it here. We're done. It's my last. Me, me it's my too. last episode on VT Network. No, it's this is the last episode, shut up. folks. Oh my it was God. fun co-hosting. <laughs> fuck these hey. short jokes. Fuck these Michigan jokes. I'm out of here. I'm going to go cry and pout for 10 minutes and make myself feel better and not know what Double Dragon is. <laughs> Give me about a night and I'll be I'll know what Double Dragon is. I, yeah, yeah I, I suggested those those games were fucking fun as fuck. What but was, yeah, it that was on is the real question. NES. Mm-hmm. NES, yeah. Super NES. Oh, that was Super Double Dragon. Yeah, yeah Double Dragon 2, Double, Double Dragon 3, and then Double Dragon Plus yeah, the first uh, versus Ninja NES. Turtles. Yeah, the first three was NES. Uh, Super Double Dragon, Dragon Double Dragon 5. Wait, uh, was it, wait, was it Ninja Turtles? I thought it was uh, uh, Battletoads. I think it was... What the fuck? Give me some... Uh, hold on. What was it? What what did I say? Ninja Turtles. Yeah, I, yeah. I think it was Battletoads with double had the crossover with Double Dragon. Oh, you might be right. Hold on. Do, 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 oh, you're right. I was wrong. Yeah, was Battletoads. Do 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 do
It could have been something if they if they uh, if they could continue on with it. I mean, I'm just I'm still in love with the fucking where where is it? Hold on, hold on. Wait for it. That was, that's the pause uh, music, people. When you pause the game, the that's what plays. Hell yeah. That's three minutes of that. And I'm like, I could I could do three minutes of that easily. Uh, did you all see the TMT, TMNT announcement of The Last Ronin? Yes, yes. There's a lot of speculations on who The Last Ronin was going to be, but we called it on this show. Hmm. It could only be one turtle. And it was actually, I believe, Gibby who called it, and that was Michelangelo. Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, honestly, I figured it was Michelangelo, like, literally right from the beginning. I, mean, I really it, thought it was going to be Raph. Honestly, I thought everyone thought so. But then again, yeah. I thought, but then again, I thought, no, that's too obvious. Mm. You know, that's the only reason why I didn't go with it, because believe right. me, that was, the, yeah, that was my first thought. But I was like, that's too obvious. It's too obvious. If it was any, why the hell was... would you have Raph? <laughs> what? Hold on. Okay. No. <laughs> Sorry. I was. I, I had to pee real. Co- I had to pee real quick. My question is: Okay, we have so many stories where Raph is the lone vigilante. Like he is uh-huh. the badass that has survived everything, gotten the shit kicked out of him, seen his brothers get beaten to hell right in front of him. Cool. Understandable. He's already the tough and gruff bad guy. But then we get Mikey. Mikey, who is the happy-go-lucky, like nothing phases him. Everything is off the, you know, over his head. Just happy, bouncy. It would only make sense to have him see all three of his brothers killed in front of him. To be the last person that just gets all of his happiness ripped away from him. All of the optimism and just turn into this hardened shell of a person he once was. That's the only way to make that story be like, I can understand why it would be him. I have a I have a point to make, DJ. Go ahead. Well, no, no. Like I said, like I said, like I said, like everyone thought it was rap first. Like I said, but uh, but then, then I was like, you know, that that's too obvious. That that was the only reason I I didn't go with uh, rap. Even even back in the uh, in the eighties when they first announced they were writing, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, the the last Ronin. And I and I thought about, I was like, who would like it can't be rap? And I was like, Mikey. I think it's going to be Mikey. If not Mikey, then Donatello. Then Donatello. But most, but my money is mostly on Mike, uh, on on Michelangelo. Because I'll know. tell you why I thought it was. Uh, Mikey, and that's because uh, he's always, and it's always been kind of like implied that without uh without his brothers raf would kill raf would go apeshit without his brothers without master splinter raf would be the murderous one oh yeah oh and so without his brothers without master splinter him being literally the last ronin and murdering people actually crossing that line yeah 
it's easy to see and i understand emotionally why it's michelangelo because that hurts the worst i mean as far as you know uh ninja turtles fans i mean it does it hurts the worst there's no fucking easy way to put that uh but as for why it would make sense that it would be raf that to me would be it literally he would look at this whole don't kill seek peace took his brothers from him and thus would seek out the most horrific revenges possible and that that to me like like yeah okay kind of cliche and dj's right it's kind of on the nose and semi-obvious however to me i liked that however also 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 as a caveat to that i will say that mikey was the second best choice bar none go ahead well i see i liked mikey because we always see him as the we see him as the happy person so to just see him kind of have that fucking switch flip in his head where it's like you know what revenge You're all dead. yeah good wholesome revenge on all of you you want to take my brothers let's play let's play this game and i'm gonna show you how i'm gonna win it okay mm -hmm. yeah. it's just it's I seen it coming as soon as they announced it. Like, as soon as that got announced, I knew it was Mikey. There was no question that it'd be like, oh, it's Raph or... No. As soon as I seen that this is going to be a story that revolves around one surviving turtle, the, all three of them are dead. I'm like, it's Mikey. They're going to pick Mikey. And, of course, everybody was arguing about it. I'm like, look at this from a writer's point. Because we've got all these stories of donatello being the last surviving turtle Raphael being you know the turtle that is still doing it i'm like but we haven't seen mikey we've never seen mikey be the one that is faced with the harsh reality no there's there's been there's been a couple of comic books that have actually dealt with mikey being left alone and uh without the guidance of his brothers dj what was the name of that arc it had to do with the, the alligator oh golly that was a while ago. I know what you're talking about. Long but yeah, time ago, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the last panel is Mikey crying when he hugs his brothers. Uh, Mr. Tiny says, "Now you get to see what happens when someone full of light gets to put out and releases full darkness on the people of pure evil." Yeah, yeah, we yeah, love the, it. Yeah, yeah. I'm all for it. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's the whole reason. Because yeah, no, like I said, like like dead man, like dead man hitting on the nose when you're saying like. Cause yeah, like Raphael always seemed like that one that was like on that edge. Like when yeah, the only way he's held he's held back by his brothers is because you know he, he didn't he never crossed the line because his brothers you know. And when that's gone, like you know it's uh you know it's all full force. But like I said, at the same time, it's like that's that that's what you expected. Yeah, it's on the nose. Yeah, and you know having Mikey, you know being the one. My Mikey being the one to go through all this, uh, you know, it's especially like, you know, especially for the kids, you know, because Mikey was always, you know, like, you know, the number one turtle back in the day for most, like for, for, uh, for a lot. So like so many of us, because, I you know, he was always the goofball. He was, you know, he was the one who always brought out a smile. He was the light of the team. Like you could always count on Mikey to, to make light of any situation, no matter how dire. There's no light anymore. No. And that's why I said Mikey, because he was the light of the team. And obviously this was a very dark story. Like 
in my opinion, it was extremely dark, like more dark than I thought it would be. So that's why I was like, oh, they're going to take a lighthearted character and just throw him in a pitch black room and be like, here you go. You guys I mean, get like, this. To your credit, you were right. And, uh, you know, I was off the mark. So. And that's all I needed to hear. Oh. <laughs> I, I still can't get over this idea that people think that I'm never wrong or something. Oh, no, it's it's not everybody I'm else. It's just me. wrong. It's I'm constantly me. wrong. It's just opinions are what I argue to the death. It's, but, but dead wrong, man, it's wrong. because, it's because you have lived a longer life than I have. So you <laughs> have more, you have more knowledge on something. And when I argue with you, I get bitch slapped into fucking Endor. <laughs> so the couple times I have a point to be like, oh, Gibby was right. I was wrong. It's like, Oh, that's all I need. I just need one win a fucking year. If I get one win, that clip will be posted every week for the next 365 <laughs> days. Plus, I got DJ to laugh, so it's a fucking double win for me today. Because DJ's the same way. DJ, just, like, just, just put that on the, on, the, on, the, on the New York strip. Dead man's wrong. <laughs> and DJ I'm gonna, would I'm do gonna, it. Oh, shit. I got to send you that merch idea again. Fuck. Yeah, you do. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Would. It's like that's right. See that New York? He's wrong. I I might just make a shirt that says "Dead Man Who, Was Wrong." Who's Dead Man? What what's VT Network and why is he wrong? What happened? What did I miss? You hey, you want to know what? Go to VT Network and you'll see why he was wrong. Yeah. Bada bing. Yeah. Uh, I also see because marketing, motherfucker. Mikey was a run to the litter. Gibby is like finding a golden ticket. <laughs> Right, just, just, just grab some random street. That's right, Deadman was wrong. Who are you? Who's Deadman? You know, He's wrong. You need to know. Go on VT Network and you'll find out. Man. You you just find exactly out. Wrong. wrong. Yeah, wrong. When they watch an episode, they're like, "Is this Deadman? Like, is this what I'm supposed to be watching here?" I know, right? Like, are, are you Deadman? Do you, do you believe he's wrong? Yes. Just, just one, just one day, just f a chat full of dead man's frog, and it's like I'm good with it. Mean. It's interaction. I'm good with it. Okay, uh, get a whole cult following just saying dead man's wrong. Oh yeah, I think that will be an, 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 another. I think that will be a merch thing. I'm just gonna put on print dead man was wrong. See how many people <laughs> buy that. Be buy that shirt. Uh, First one that buys it is mustard. <laughs> dude, of course, and. Uh, <laughs> Mustard buy fucking eight of them, just what, just new one for each day of the week. <laughs> yeah, each color, you know. I know, right? Like, like, like you even had like Dead Man was wrong. Mugs is like, oh, hey, Dead Man. <laughs> I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it tonight. You'll see. Uh, but that is the end of the show. So let's start wrapping this bitch up. I gotta fix that for some reason. All right. Uh. Was it crazy, crazy old, uh, cranky old and... Every day, four out of five podcast hosts are old, tired, and paranoid. Yes, yes, online My God, that guy's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Almost every single day, three out of five resort to posting OnlyFans content of their back door. Glad I decided to wash my dishes that day. And out of the total of the podcasts is mentioned, only one of the five will find success. And it I would be DJ. 
I don't even remember what he was bitching about that day. Won't you Neither help I. support? I just pulled a random clip. Podcasters <laughs> like this one. Hey. Is that incorrect? No, but still, don't gotta highlight me. Go to Patreon right now and sign up to help podcasters stop posting unwelcomed spicy content. You know, in hindsight, watching that, I should have put the actual link in there somewhere. Yeah. Like in hindsight, just say it. Like it's a good video. I'm glad. You know, I'm proud of that. But in hindsight, probably should have posted a link in there. Yep, that's okay. We learn. Uh, DJ. Uh, do the merch. Oh yeah. Uh, Coming soon. Dead man was wrong. Mugs. I know, right? Coming soon. <laughs> at, at, at Redbubble.com, right? Or was it a uh, VT Network? Yeah, VT Network with Redbubble.com. Like, dude, put that fucking face away. Jesus. <laughs> we're, we're waiting on you. I will turn it off if you don't put me, if you, if you don't like fucking lower me right now. Thank you. <laughs> now, at, at VT Network at Redbubble.com, we have merch. We have merch, and we have, we have plenty of merch, and we're getting merch on the way that says "Dead Man Was Wrong." But of course, we have to make sure it, it says "Dead Man Is Always Wrong" about everything. Ain't that right, Dead Man? Yet. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Come check. Come check out our merch at the Welcome Neon sign. We'd be great if you didn't just scroll down so I could fucking read the thing to you. But whatever. Because, <laughs> because our merch is on is apparently on everything. We have mouse pads, bucket hats, uh, dad hats. I can't believe it's even a thing. Dad hats. I mean, w- w- I don't know either. They're okay. comfy. You, Shut up. You know, right? You know, pet bandanas, <laughs> cat mat. What the fuck? I mean, <laughs> baseball caps, actually, acted T-shirts. My God, we are such whores. We even put on things that shouldn't even <laughs> shouldn't even exist. But there you go, baseball sleeves. We we play baseball. What the hell is baseball? Classic T-shirts, lightweight hoodies. You know, long long sleeve shirts, premium T-shirts. So what? So what? what so regular so regular shirts ain't it's good more enough for our T-shirt customers anymore. It's more T-shirt than the regular T-shirt. Premium know, right? T-shirts, we spit on them. Right before you get them, we spit on them. No. <laughs> You know, sleeve, sleeveless tops, racerback tank tops. We, 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 yes, because there's, there's, of course there's different types of tank top these days. I mean, goddamn, I mean, we're VT Network apparently. We, we make shit up and just put it on. We just put the goddamn label on right. there. We oh. are whores. We have mini skirts. We have zip hoodies, V neck hoodies, premium scoop t shirts. What the fuck is a scoop t shirt? That's. <laughs> okay, yeah. So it's a scoop T-shirt. I get I, I, an iPad skin. Yes, the, okay. Yes, we know those exist. iPad skin, a, a snap case, a, a, another snap case. My, there's another. Oh, so a soft case, a tough case, a, a wet case, a wallet case, a, a galaxy <laughs> a case, case. You know, a galaxy tough case, art printing case, and a canvas case, frame art p- picture frame case, postcard and. Something block case. What, what, what the <laughs> fuck ever? 
we have oh, we have clo- we have clocks, you know, not the fancy digital kind. We have the one with the with the hands, you know, because apparently we, we we can afford whatever else. We can't afford any digital clocks, you know. Fuck that. No, We're BT no, network. No, no. We have coasters, sets of four. We have throw pillows, dr- dressing bag, all over print tote bags. You can even put us on cut- uh, curtains and mugs and tall mugs. Yeah. Cla- yeah, in coffee mugs, in green card mugs, in a pin mug, you know, whatever. You know, it's a fucking mug. Fucking buy it before you make up more. Yeah, and uh, We're trying to get nope. thongs. We're trying. We're trying to get thongs, but Dead Man keeps telling me no. Well, because you want your face on it. Well, yes, of course. So what's that address? So, one more time, DJ. So yes, at vtnetwork.rebel.com, you could get some of this weird shit too. Like, I, I still can't believe it. Dad hats, dad hats. <laughs> what is a dad hat? It's, it's, it's one of those. Like, it's a baseball hat. Is basically what it is. Wait, but those already baseball hats are here, so that can't I be d- it. <laughs> asking the wrong person, my guy. I have no idea. Well, we know it's one of the Polish style. So, uh, you know, so it's environmentally friendly, I guess. Oh no! And it, it's printed in, and it's si- and sized for ages thirteen and up. That, that's what a dad hat is. I guess. And uh, it uh, and it's unstructured medium uh, medium wear. Yeah, dad hats. Dad hats. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> the cloth with the metal clamp. Okay, that's cool. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, check out all our socials at uh, VT Network 2. Um, and if you want to get a hold of us, my email, network 84 gmail.com. And uh, we are thinking about also streaming on Twitch because we are getting many, many more views on Twitch thanks to Gibby's uh, interaction with Twitch. So we're actually thinking about also broadcasting there. Or possibly switching over completely back to Twitch. We used to be on Twitch. Uh, we left because of all the hate raids and hacks that were happening. And I had financials attached to our account. So we had to close that down. Uh, with that said, though, let us know that's something you would want. Hit us up on all, all of our socials, VT Network 2 uh, and vtnetwork84gmail.com. Uh, Social Media Monkey is fine and healthy. I promise. Yeah. Uh, with that said, I also want to thank Paul Schroyer and the Magic Scroll Network for keeping us on and keeping us going. Uh, um, the uh, last episode of Fascination Street starring Paul Schroyer will be coming out next month. Uh, so stay tuned on Dark Charm Media for that. I also want to thank the producers of ET Network. That is Lofus, the Raging Caucasian, Cheyenne, Grave Robber, Carol, Sherry Finks, Ashley, Mike fucking Smith, this asshole Gibby, Donnie Hingle, and uh, thank you guys so very much. I know I'm behind the stickers, but honestly, I've just been sick and ridiculously busy. You're getting a double sticker bomb. I'm just waiting for the new ones to come in, and then we'll be back on our normal schedule after that. So, uh, <laughs> with all that said, though, we're going to get the fuck out of here and head to the post show where we got some fun stuff to look at. Uh, we will see you next time, though. Say good night, DJ. Good night. Dad hats. <laughs> <laughs>